Welcome back to A Pod of Their Own. This is episode 85 of A Pod of Their Own. I am Allison McCaig, and I am joined this week by my lovely co-host, Linda Sarovich. Hello, Linda. Hey, Allison. And Kellyanne Healy. Hello, Kellyanne. Hello, Allison. Hello, Linda. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, so we haven't talked about the Mets in a hot minute, and a lot has happened with the Mets since we last spoke about them. The last time we podcasted about the Mets at length, it was May the 4th. And it is now May, May the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you indeed. Um, and it is now May the eighteenth uh, at around nine o'clock as we record this. Um, and yeah, a lot has happened since then. So the last time we recorded, the Mets had just fired their hitting coach Chili Davis um, and hired Hugh Quattlebaum, who sounded like a Downton Abbey character. Um, but then they immediately had a seven-game winning streak. They won the last two games against the Cardinals, uh, you know, rescuing a split of that series. And then they swept the Diamondbacks, and then they had a two-game sweep of the Orioles. Um, and, you know, the offense looked a lot better. There was very strong pitching during that entire winning streak, especially from the bullpen um, who really held firm the entire time? Even those bullpen games, we won those. Like we won, ga- we won a game where Tommy Hunter was the opener, and I was there. I was there in person. I witnessed it. <laughs> yes, yes. Linda <laughs> witnessed it herself. <laughs> and yeah, so we won a like during that seven game winning streak. The Mets won a bunch of games that they kind of had no right to win. Uh, and they won them anyway, which is what happens when a team that's going good is going good, you know. Um, and then credit uh, it to Donnie Stevenson. Donnie Stevenson, um, and of course we have to give a shout out to Patrick Mazika, the walk off king. Um, yes. You know, has to be the only. I, I think say I, I think um, Elias confirmed it that he was the only guy to have three RBIs without ever getting a hit. Um, and then he finally did get a hit, his first hit, and it was a home run. <laughs> Another which, RBI, which is amazing, and another RBI. Um, so you know the cur- uh, oh, I guess uh, Kellyanne, you must have added this to the notes, or Linda. The current WRC plus of the team is one twenty one, which yes, is good. I added that. Um, that's amazing. I was like, that's good because we've had some because not our big bats have not been performing to their abilities, full abilities. Yes. Yes. Um, and so about the team, the current WRC plus is one twenty one. I thought was pretty good. Yeah. And so, so to be noted. Yeah, no, that's very good. That's very good. And given like given the the April that this team had offensively, it uh, having a WRC plus of one twenty one is pretty incredible. Um, and Even it's small sample size. Yes, small sample, small size, sample size. Alert. Small sample size, but you know things were going really good. The Mets had not opened up like a wide lead by any stretch of the imagination in the NL East, but they had. You know they were in first place. They were doing well. The um, vibes were good. The vibes were good, and I mean the other thing about April is that, and why it's frustrating that the Mets had so many games canceled or postponed during April. April is that even though obviously there were guys who were hurt coming into the season, they stayed remarkably healthy during April. The only player who I think went on the IL 
during like after opening day basically like during the month of april for any length of time was jd davis i think was the only player who was really injured during april um and that was a fluke because he got hit yeah the rest of the team was remarkably healthy however obviously you know after the winning streak things took a dramatic turn for the worst um not only did they get swept by the rays over the weekend and played some very terrible baseball while doing so although it's worth noting that the rays just seem to be hot now because they're kicking the orioles and but and matt harvey unfortunately got his ass kicked again um the mets might have ended that man's job so that's another thing that happened all during that winning streak is that um matt harvey made his return to city field the fans were wonderful and gave him a standing ovation like he deserved, which was great. And he said he was holding back tears during it, which is, you know, really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Mets beat him um, quite handily. Um, but, you know, uh, it was it was nice. It was nice to have him back. Um, and, you know, that start and the current start that he's that he's putting forth tonight aside, he's been a pretty solid um, pitcher for the Orioles. So I wish him the best. Um but yeah, uh, things during that race series kind of went south really fast. Um, not only did they play poorly, the bullpen that had been so good pitched poorly all around. Like every single guy in that bullpen, I think, pretty much had a bad outing. I think the only two guys that didn't get their ass kicked at least once last week were, or like over the weekend and last week, were Robert Gazelman and Drew Smith. I think that's it. I think everyone else had at least one really bad outing. Edwin Diaz had a really bad outing. I mean, it was in a non-save situation, you know, but he had a really bad outing. Castro Um, had a bad outing. Castro had a bad outing. Familia had a really bad outing, like his worst outing of the year by a lot. He was only, Familia was only charged with three runs, but he also allowed all of his inherited runners to score in that. That was like the sixth run. That was the six-run inning that the Rays had in the one game. That was mostly Familia. I mean, Jacob Barnes failed to retire a batter, and then Familia came in and, like, let all of Barnes's runs in and then also gave up three of his own runs. So Familia had a really bad outing, just, like, awful. Um, And so all of the—and Trevor May has not pitched well of late. And so all of these pitchers who had been, you know, pretty ironclad— um going in have now not pitched well um i mean you know some of them have rebounded since edwin diaz had a good outing after that castro had a good outing after that may continues to look shaky a little bit um, castro was amazing as the opener today. yes yeah, castro served today. castro served as the opener today and looked really good so that's a good sign hopefully it was a one-off from him um but yeah not only has the bullpen you know the bullpen's gonna regress it was never gonna be spotless you know and they had to they, I mean, you just have to bounce back from that you can't especially since they're being used so heavily since we yeah. really don't have a starting five rotation exactly and actually the starting pitching is kind of in pieces right now yes um well, and even um during the good vibes period uh diaz had to come out of the game early and or was that earlier and then familia had to had to pick him up and yeah, well, he said um, you know, that's going to happen over the course of the season. We're not all going to be good. We just have to learn to pick each other up. Yeah. And, yeah. Which is so, exactly right. That was the yeah. Phillies. That was the Phillies game. The Reese Hoskins uh, uh, railing game um, was the Diaz like tightness. So he oh, seems yeah. to be past that. Um, and yeah, Familia did bail him out in that game with the key strikeout of Bryce Harper. 
Um, and I also thought May had a good quote during the good times, too. He said, a team has to learn how to win. And he said, we're get." and he said, good teams have to learn how to win. And you have to come to the ballpark expecting to win. And he said, and that change is starting to happen. He said, I've seen it happen before. And he said, that's, I'm seeing that happen here now. So I thought that was kind of an interesting take. I liked that quote too. I remember reading that. Yeah, on his part, yeah. Um, he's such a he's such an insightful baseball player. Yeah, I, I really I, like. I, I, I really like Twitter. Trevor. I love his vlogs. If you if like you guys didn't see his last vlog, it was kind of going into his bullpen bullpen. Oh yeah, prep. I saw that. That was great. It was great. Just kind of giving that inside look that maybe we don't think about, especially with bullpen pitchers. Yeah, Strowman really liked it too. <laughs> oh yeah, Strowman like Strowman literally tweeted like love your vlogs. And I was like yeah. this is uh, we love our online team, don't we folks? <laughs> I didn't see it. I think he said I can't wait to be in more of them or something. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I just love that um we have like I mean like you know most baseball players will give you a lot of the generic type of quotes but I do love that we have players on our team that will like give you really insi- will will say really insightful things and Trevor May is one of them. Um but yeah the other big thing that happened that has had a, an impact on the team is that everybody started getting hurt. Everybody started getting hurt at the hurt. same time. At the same time. Um so we're going to do a um a quick rundown of probably not so quick actually because of the cool. sheer number of injuries that the Mets have now. Um but we're going to do a rundown of all of the current Mets injuries as of this recording May 18th. Uh, Tuesday evening at 9.26 p.m. Again, it, <laughs> by 9, 9.30, someone else might be hurt. Um, oh God, but uh, right now, as of right now, here's the status in no particular order. Um, J.D. Davis and Brandon Nimmo are still mm-hmm. on the injured list and have not returned. Uh, J.D. Davis should come back soon because he had his he started his rehab assignment tonight. Um, so that's he good. went four innings. I don't think he went, I think, over two over two. Yeah. Um, but four innings. But four and I think innings, that was planned. Everybody was worried that he was like injured or something, but I believe that was planned. No, I think it was, and he played third base. Um, so he's he should be good to come back soon. Like he might need one more rehab game where he plays like almost the whole game, and then he'll come back. Um, but Nimmo, who was in rehab assignment, had a setback where he felt pain in the finger again during his rehab assignment. So he's back with the team for treatment and, you know, so he's not going to come back, um, you know, anytime soon. Um, Albert Almora Jr. bruised his shoulder, slamming into the outfield wall during that winning streak. He was actually one of the first guys to go down. Um, and that was he, one of the scarier ones. That was yeah, one of that the scarier was, That was ones. terrifying. That he just came out of that, like, not that a bruised shoulder is a good thing, but that, that was all was... I mean, that until... Was a, that was a bad. That, was, that looked bad. Until yeah. yesterday, it was the scariest one of all of that. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, he, yesterday he, happened. He hit that Ooh. wall really hard, and he was lucky he didn't separate his shoulder or something. Because yeah. Or it, like, hurt his face. Or hurt his face. His face, or... his neck. It was just his shoulder, because he, like, whew. 
It was, it was, it was ugly. It was ugly. And I did, I did like that he said, I caught it. I teed yeah, right. it. I caught it. That is such, that is so awesome. Amazing. Yeah. And they didn't end up giving him credit for the catch because it, it, like, he did, I think he did have control of the ball. So he, like, I do too. Yeah. The, he, the ball is what made him drop it. He caught it before the wall. He caught it yeah. and then he slammed into the wall and then the ball popped out of his glove, um, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, so he so he's not there's no like concrete timetable yet for his return. Um Carlos Carrasco had a setback as well. Um so he's been dealing with the hamstring. They had been he had been throwing like BP and like simulated games and stuff like that and they had thought that he was going to go, you know, on rehab assignment. Um and then they 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 didn't call it a setback. They 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 said weird cryptic things about it. Like, basically, it's not a setback. We're just taking him slow. But we've transferred him to the 60-day IL, and he won't be available until June. And I was like, well, so if, it, if it walks like a setback and talks like a setback, I hate to break it to you. It's probably a setback. Um, but we don't know the exact nature of it. Um, so he God, will be... it's like the Jed Lowry leg injury. I, I know, hate right? Saying that. Um, so he won't be back until. June. But you know who's healthy? Jed Lowry. Yeah, you know who's I extremely know. healthy? Jed Lowry. Um, you know who what? we could he use on this surgery. team? Jed Lowry. Um, he surgery that he needed. Yes. Yeah. The Mets apparently wouldn't let him get, but that's another can of worms. Yeah, we did talk about that on the podcast. Yes, we, we did. did. Um, yeah. Will Pontiara bullshit. Um, he won't be back until June. So Carrasco won't be back until June, the earliest. Um, as you all know, Dylan Batances remains on the 60 day IL, um, with a right shoulder impingement. I'd be surprised if we ever saw him again. We, we went over this, like it's, he's like done. Like he's just, yeah, his career is over. It's sad to say, but like, I, I will be shocked if we see Dylan Batances this year. Um, and Luis Guillorme is another guy that had a setback. So he was like. When, the, when he went on the injured list, it was, you know, I'm going to come back. I, it, and, like, they said oblique. So I was like, oh, that's going to be a while. But then he was like, oh, I'll be back as soon as I'm eligible. And I was like, from an oblique injury? Really, buddy? Good luck. Um, good luck with that. And surprise, surprise, he is not coming. <laughs> Ron Howard voiceover, he did not come back as soon as he was eligible. <laughs> um, so he's not yet close to returning. Um, and then everybody remembers, it feels like 10,000 years ago, but it like just happened. Um, Jacob deGrom was a late scratch from his start, um, against the, which, which start was this? This was when, this was when, um, Castro was the opener and then Yamamoto pitched. And when they called up Yamamoto to take that start, um, but he was a late scratch from his start due to lat tightness. He pushed his start back a few days and then came back. But then in the game he came back, he was removed from that game early due to lower back tightness, which was a distinct issue from the lat. Um, and then he was placed on the injured list. Um, they think he's only going to miss the one start that he just missed. Um, he's currently due to throw a bullpen session and be on track to, re- although I think, I think the Mets said today that his bullpen session he went did. well. Yeah. Yes. But they said that last time. They said that last time. So, um, but his MRI came back clean too, which was also a, a his good His second thing. MRI, yes, yeah. came back clean. Um, and he's on track, 
uh, to return Friday, barring any setbacks. Um, so the, really the only guys that are injured right now that are due to come back anytime soon are J.D. Davis and Jacob DeGrom. Um, meanwhile... I mean, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I would like them all back, though. Um, yes, preferably go I mean, And I was going to say Taiwan Walker is also possible. Because but that's unclear at this like, point. Lower side tightness is contagious now. No, I don't. And we'll talk about it. No. No, I was going to say, I have thoughts on this, but we're going to, we'll talk about that later. Um, so let's, yeah, let's do the rest of the injuries. Let's, first. let's break them down. So Ty, as Kellyanne mentioned, Taiwan Walker left yesterday's game early with side tightness. Um, and he was pitching Stroman a great game. This is start or have to leave a start. Like not his past one, but the one before the one that. before he left early with like ham hamstring tightness. Yeah. Um, but he didn't miss any, he didn't miss a start. Um, no. He pitched on. T- he pitched his next game on time, so he's fine. Um, he and Walker thinks that this can be managed. Um, so and it's, he too had a clean arm. And MRI. he too had a clean MRI. So like, it doesn't seem like he's heading to the injured list. Unclear if he'll like delay his start. Um, I don't think that the Mets know that yet. But he, he, they. It doesn't seem like it's injured list worthy yet. Um, and then we've got the twin uh, hamstring in- strains of Jeff McNeil and Michael Conforto. Um, they both left the same game on Sunday with hamstring strains. Conforto's was while running the bases. His seems worse because um, he kind of came up lame um, and you kind of instantly knew that it was like not great. Um, Jeff McNeil has been dealing with some like general cramping. It just seems like nobody on the Mets drinks water ever. Um, so like Jeff McNeil had just been dealing with some general cramping and trying to like play through it, but then he kind of decided that he can't. And so they put him on the injured list. Um, they both are technically have hamstring strains, but it seems like, it just seems like Conforto's injury is worse. Um, I don't think we're seeing Because he needs a a second opinion or something. Yeah. So that's not great. And then in addition to Walker leaving yesterday's game, then the really horrific injury happened. Oh, my God. um, Which was one of the scariest things I've ever seen on a baseball field. I can only think of two moments in, like, Mets history anyway, where I was as terrified as I was when I watched Kevin Pillar get hit in the face, which is the Mike Cameron Carlos Beltran yeah. collision, midair mm-hmm. collision in the outfield, and when David yep. Wright got hit in the head by Matt King. Oh my God. Those yeah. are the only two injuries I can think of that like just looked as scary as this one did. It was, yeah. he got hit right in the face with a 94 mile an hour fastball, crumpled down into a heap, and was gushing blood out of his face immediately gushing blood out of his face so Um, much blood they had to the grounds crew had to come on the field and clean it up yeah it was really really awful i don't if you haven't if you were blessed enough to have missed this i do not recommend looking it up don't watch the video it's i mean i i won't lie i i don't know i'm a glutton for punishment i watched the video afterwards because i'm not as squeamish as i used to be so ugh. I mean, I've seen the pictures, and that's enough for me. If you're yeah. squeamish at all, I do not recommend. Yeah, don't. If you're squeamish, don't watch it. Watch but it. it. It to me, it reminded me of the play at first base where Ey Junior and Tim Hudson. Oh God! Oh, that was really bad too. Yeah, and then they had a stretcher Tim Hudson off because Ey was beside himself, yeah. much like poor Jacob Webb. Webb. Yeah. 
So that's it reminded me like Hudson obviously wasn't like his head was fine, but it was just a gruesome, gruesome injury. Yeah. Like, on his so, ankle. Ugh. Yeah. So that's what it reminded me of too. And you know, I've, I and you just feel bad for both. Like it's a freak thing. You don't like yeah. you, nobody meant to hurt anybody. I mean, Jacob Webb was in tears. Yeah. Like, and it was and hard they, they, to watch they, him. They they pulled him from the game immediately. You saw the coaches talking to him in the dugout. And I mean, I hope he's not, I mean, he's going to be shook from that. I think yeah. at least in, like to start with, but I I'm hoping it doesn't last. Well, and that like, happened to Noah should... Syndergaard too. When he first came up, he hit Carlos Gomez in the head. Oy. And I remember Terry Collins immediately running to the mound. Cause Noah was clearly shaken up. And then I remember Gomez tweeting at him like, no, I'm fine. Like keep doing you. And then they became teammates <laughs> yeah. Yeah. a couple of years later. But, you know, it's a scary thing for a young pitcher. I mean, it's scary for anybody. Yeah, that'll shake it's you scary up. scary for, any, for any pitcher that does not have intent behind I, it. Roger I was Clemens. surprised. Roger yeah, that's what I was thinking, Linda. Roger freaking Clemens. Roger Fod. Clemens. I was surprised that the, they didn't send him home. Like, they, they let him sit in the yeah. dugout after. Yeah, and I was like, just no. let him leave. <laughs> yeah, why? Why torture the poor kid? Just let him, just tell him to go home. At least tell him to get in the clubhouse. Like, he did, like at that point, the game doesn't matter. Just let him go. No. Just let him go. Like, yeah. it, was, it was rough to and watch him in tears in that dugout. today, too. It's like, just leave the poor kid alone. <laughs> leave him alone. And Pilar, Pilar, like, said that they, um... They were talking and he was he reassured him and that's really good. And he he said Pilar said publicly today that like, you know, I was more concerned about him than me because and I and that was that was a classy thing to say. Yeah, that was Um, sweet. Yeah, the like the snicker reached out like it seemed like a lot of the Braves did reach out to make sure he was okay. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Pilar miraculously like, yes, he's injured um he suffered uh multiple nasal fractures but Oof. somehow he avoided like you know that could have been worse it could have yeah, been a lot worse see i see i'm still i don't know a little worried because a he was on so many painkillers today um that he did that so i mean he's a he's a tough guy and that's great but also he was not breathing, but it might just be because he had so much cotton stuffed up his nose. But he also couldn't see, I think he said, out of his right eye because of the swelling. Because of the swelling. So I just want to see what happens when the swelling comes down, what happens. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he had a CT scan, and I think if there had been any, like, they would have seen something on that um, if there was anything concerning but we'll we'll find out i mean I'm, the swelling goes down i want to see what like happens he'll be he'll c- continue to be monitored obviously as of right now he he does need like facial re- surgery, reconstruction yeah. surgery but yeah it's plastic surgery it's not <laughs> like you know um so um they they think he said <laughs> he said during <laughs> like his press conference i'll be back in two weeks i don't know about that no. but we'll see <laughs> he said he would play today and he was like <laughs> yeah he came today he was like am i in the lineup if i could see I'd out of my out. eye i would play i, and I was play. like Bro. he was like if i could see i would be arguing with the manager right now <laughs> love love the grit take several seats <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, when he got hit in the face with the Giants, he was in the lineup the next day. It's like, dude. 
So, oh, yeah. That was also really sweet when he said, my heart's broken because I know my team needs me and they're hurting. Which, and yeah, so, that was such a good yeah. quote and it made me sad, but also like... he said, I know my face will heal, but my heart is broken. I was like, yeah. oh, no! <laughs> it, yeah, just, and they do need him. That's the reality is like, yeah, he, yeah. like he was See speaking completely brother. honestly, like, you know, I, like, you know, I wasn't sure what my role was early in the season, and then I got the opportunity to step up as an everyday player, and my team really needs me, and I'm really sad that I can't contribute right now. Yeah. And he was, he was one of the best hitters on the team. (laughs) Yeah, the ERs. The ER brothers. Or Illars. However you want whichever whichever pronunciation you want to choose. It's not the same without them batting back to back. I know. VR's leading off today. Uh, yeah, he had a two-run homer. He's got a home run. Yeah, he's doing really well. I also I do like VR too. The best quote he had was, "I'm not afraid to play baseball." <laughs> yeah, amazing. I love I VR. Like, Crazy love horse. Love that. The best. I just love how supportive they are of each other. And yes. in this series, I I just wish the break, the fans would stop that tomahawk chop chop because I would enjoy the friendly rivalry a lot more to me because yeah. they, they just there's the Braves and the Mets seem like really friendly with the, I don't want to say yeah, friendly. Like DeGrom and Freeman DeGrom are and obviously Freeman, cool. like, they're both they, fun they teams. Be, yeah. Yeah, that's the whole thing. They, and they can be fun with each other and not be like these angry brawly type I forget who got who got into to the posturing last week. Alvarado. Yes. Yeah. That. Well, yeah, I feel like the, the Mets and like, Braves are more of a like friendly competition yeah. right now, and yeah. it's like the Phillies and Mets like really hate each Which other. Which is right a now. total heel turn from the nineties. Yes, John Rocker. Oh my god. Yeah. Who thought we and would I, ever I, think the Braves were that bad? Yeah. I know, and I I like that change, but the I do too. Oh, the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Phillies the forever. Yeah. See, I feel like they're trying to instigate more than the like the Mets are, and the Mets are kind of like they're responding, but not really. They don't want to, which I totally am for that they don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and but, um, so going back to the, like how like you know, obviously things are really really bad right now with Janeshwi Vargas, <laughs> Vargas, and maybe not Jason Vargas, um, Nito. Like the lineup today is clearly. But literally, you know, the re- the opener was batting eighth. Yeah. I was looking at the depth t- chart today, and I was like, "Oh my god, this the depth chart is just decimated right now." It's but bad. Yeah, no, like they they have nobody in the depth part chart coming. No, but you can't break their spirit still. Like the Lindor vibes are like, immaculate. Still. Yeah, yeah, like Lindor yesterday said, "No, I think we're still going to win ninety to hundred games," and he's like, "We're excited. We have two guys making their major league debuts today. That's exciting for them. They're so happy." And, and like, even like been, James McCann. It, who's yeah. having like as miserable of a start to his year as he could possibly imagine, like gave a positive upbeat quote after last night's game. Yeah. And like, even after they got swept, you know, Strollman was like, it's okay. On to the next one. And then May tweeted, stay the course. Like we might be panicking, but this team isn't. Which is great. Which is what needs yeah. to happen. And they, they like, even yesterday they found a way to win. And, you know, so even like even though the outside world is burning down around them, the team is still they're not panicking. They still believe in themselves. 
And I don't know if that's Rojas. I don't know if that's a product of the guys on the team. I don't know if it's both. But, I have no you idea. Know, yeah, I think yeah. it's... I don't I think See, it's the I guys. I want to say it's more than... I think it's the guys at this point. Yeah. Although... Well, definitely Strowman, I, for sure. Yeah, Strowman's I mean, Lindor, the king of vibes. Yeah. <laughs> um... But it's, that's just nice to see, though, because it also makes them easier to root for. Like, yes. guys, chill. We're, we'll be fine. We'll figure it out. Like, and that's, you know, it's fun to root for guys like that. Absolutely. Um, and so, not quite done running down the injuries. So, um, <laughs> in addition to, like, like filed under guys that have been injured like the whole season and still have not come back. Jose Martinez injured himself oh, in spring training. Oh my and God. He's still annoyed about that. And he would almost certainly, he would 100% be on this team right now and be playing every single day um, because they have nobody else and he'd be because, playing all the time. Yeah, like in spring, we're like, oh yeah, that sucks for him. He was trying to make the team. But he oh, was well. like way far down on the depth chart. Yeah. He might have made the team as like the 26th man, like pinch hitter, righty guy with some pop, whatever. But like now he would have been like a key cog in this team and he's and still he's hurt. And he's a major leaguer. And, and he's, he's a major leaguer. And he, I was going to yeah. say he's had, you know, good seasons before. And it was all because of a fluke play with that an umpire didn't get out of the way. Like, come on. That's, and that's the, like, there oh have god. been... Oh my white... god, Tomas Nito what? just hit a go-ahead home run. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was like, okay, I was like, please, please hit a home run, because, like, Dominic Smith and Pete Alonso did not do anything. And this is the thing, like, these guys, guys I mean, obviously the game, the, is far, the game is far from over tonight. It's the top of the ninth, the game's far from over, it's a four to three. But these guys are finding a way to win, or, or at least stay competitive. The fact that this game tonight was competitive, given the lineup that they had, Tomas Nino's hitting fifth. It's incredible to me. Well, it's a, it was a good decision, because he just hit a home run. So. Yeah, exactly. Also, how big of a change is this, too? You know, they had to use all their depth, and even their depth is gone. Yeah, the but, depth of the depth. The depth but in is 2015, gone. they were batting Danny Muno, Daryl Siciliani, um, John Mayberry, Eric Campbell. None of those. These are major leaguers. These are not Danny Munos. These are not Daryl Siciliani. I forget how you and, pronounce it. I mean, that like, version of Siciliani, the, I think. And that version of the 2015 team sucked. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and they were awful. Like, they, they would be losing this game, like, four to one. Yeah, if, absolutely. If they, that 2015 team, like they could not hit. So at least you know these are major leaguers contribute. Like I don't, the jury's probably still out on Khalil Lee. He's too young. And Janeshwi Farkas. Yeah, but he did get a head tonight. And, and I was going to say Khalil made a lovely play. Amazing Khalil catch. Lee made a fantastic catch. See, and, and I, I that's was... a big thing too. Is their defense has been it's, it's so much better. Their defense has been has been good. Their shifting has been good. It seems like every ground ball is either right to Peraza or Lindor. Their positioning like has right been there. immaculate this season. Oh, oh, I give oh, oh oh yes, in play yes. no out, in play no outs. Um, and I give a, a huge amount of credit to to you know the coaches and the infield coach because their positioning has been really good. I think I saw a stat today where the Mets have been um have like. 
either the highest or the second highest percentage in the majors of like second highest time the Dodgers of, of like out of like outs recorded on ground balls or something like that and and they shift the most they also sh- are one of the teams that shifts the most in the major leagues so they've just been their positioning has been great and that's been really helpful for their defense not just in the infield although that's where you see it most prominently in the outfield as well we commented I mean obviously Brandon Nimmo's been down for a while but we commented early you know in the offseason about how Brandon Nimmo is how they need to get a center fielder how they need to get guys like Pilar Almora because Nimmo is simply not a center fielder um and he had horrible defensive metrics last year his he's before he went down his defense and center was much better this season and I think it's because they simply said you yeah. know play deeper because you're much better at going in on balls than you are going mm-hmm. out and it made all the difference well and that's the thing you're this is how you're going to have to play with all your regulars that you're going to be in close ball games where a hard hit ball right at somebody might be the difference in the game where it could be a double down the line it could be you know a, a base hit through the hole like this is you need to find ways to win right now and def- and as we've seen the past like so I tweeted, you know, like I even tweeted this, like this is how you're going to have to win with the defense right now. And somebody responded to me, imagine if they had done this in 2019, where would they have been? Like, I think there were like 12 defensive runs saved so far. This yeah, season. Just, this is just, uh, it's just so much better all around. And oh, obviously. No, but Diaz is coming in for like, what, the third day in a row? No, It'll be okay. Is it? Is it going to be okay? We'll see. It's going to be okay. You guys tell me. I can't watch. Okay. I mean, I can't watch. I, I'm not watching either. But, I'm following um, along with game day right now. But, I mean, It'll yeah, be okay. The, and I can't. Oh, I just got a notification. Anthony Rizzo is now hurt. Like, this oh, is, it's geez. not just the Mets. It's everybody. I was going to say, like, what? Okay. Hang on. We'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, I know. I'm jumping ahead. Sorry. We're jumping we're ahead. Like, we're jumping all around. Because it, it's all, like, one thing. I mean, Gary mentioned like hydration mcneil not hydrating but there's like bandy when you need him uh, there's too many guys across baseball with these muscle hamstring ligament injuries that are that are just going down so i don't think it's a hydration issue i mean i think it's the pandemic shortened season last year which broke all the routines yeah players bodies didn't get used as they normally did um so that affected their muscle makeup and I am not speaking as any kind of medical professional or physical trainer professional. This is just a complete speculation on my part, but they didn't do like the normal seasons, 162 game season with their batting practices, bullpen sessions, playing of the actual game. So I think that in it affected their endurance and their stamina overall of their muscles, not of them themselves, if that makes sense, but it's, and I was worried about this from the season to see all of these thinking that all of these odd injuries would pop up just because it wasn't a regular season last yeah. year. Well, this was everybody's fear. Yes. I think that I, um, the, especially for pitchers too, they said nobody knows how to keep pitchers healthy because of how mm-hmm. weird it was last year. And we've already seen that too. Yeah. With the Grom and Walker. And I think Stroman had, Stroman, had, yeah. the, had the hamstring problem. Yeah. 
And it's and I mean with the Mets, um, and this is like rounding finally rounding out the injury report. But with the Mets, it's extended beyond the major league team to the minor league team mm-hmm. as well. Um, the Matthew Allen needed Tommy John surgery. Um, Harold Gonzalez uh, needed Tommy John surgery. Now Matt Allen is a t- is a top prospect, so that was a devastating blow for his development because he's going to miss. It's the timing is such that because it happened right before the season started. It's basically he's basically going to miss all of this year and almost all of next year, if not all of next year too, which is devastating. Yeah. Um, and Harold yeah. Gonzalez, I mentioned him. Uh, he needed Tommy John surgery as well. I mentioned him because, like, we're at the point where he might have been pitching on this team. Yeah. Um, and so he needed it as well. And then we just learned today that Pete Crow Armstrong, um, yeah. top outfield prospect, will require so- shoulder surgery for a glenoid labral articular disruption, which I, I'm not a medical, again, like Kellyanne said, I am not a medical doctor, but that sounds not good to me. No. <laughs> so, apparently it's his non-throwing, non-throwing shoulder. Arm. It's that's his non-throwing elbow. shoulder, but that's like, you know, like, I, I believe the official medical term is bad. <laughs> sounds bad yeah. to me. Um, no, it's glad. No, it's, it's glad. glad. <laughs> don't get mad, get glad. But don't get glad. <laughs> that's, that's, no, but that's the don't get glad. It surgery. is literally the acronym is glad. Yeah, the acronym. Um, but yeah, anything that has articular disruption in the name, I don't like the sound of. Um, yeah. I've also, also learned that um, Malik Smith started the season on the IL with a broken foot. So another Malik guy that would Smith, 100% yeah, be on the team at up. this time. Yeah. Yep. So it's extended everywhere. And like Kellyanne was saying, it's not just this is not just a Mets problem. The Mets were very lucky to be healthy in April, but it's piling up on them. But it's not just the Mets. I mean, we've seen it like it's not and it's not just like it's the whole uh, National League. Yeah, the, uh, the whole it's National League is it's, it's a trash. It's the whole fire. MLB. I mean, yeah. Mike it's Trout everywhere. Just went down. Mike Trout just yeah. went down. Corey Seager's went down. Apparently, Anthony Rizzo just went down, according to my family. Like, very, just dropping like flies. Very prominent players. And like, I know that it's very easy to have like confirmation bias or very a recency bias various types of bias when it comes to like very prominent players like DeGrom Rizzo Trout going down you think then that it's like a plague but the the actual like league-wide numbers do back this up so I'm gonna give you I'm gonna read some numbers here that a couple people have come up with so um my uh, one of my favorite tweeters chicken puppet um tweeted (laughs) uh players sent to the non-covid IL between day two and day 47 of the season 2018 117 2019 115 2021 241 Oof, Jesus. So a huge, just a huge uptick in the number of players on the injured list. And that's not even including, and he didn't include 2020 for obvious reasons because 2020 was weird. Um, but like, it's a total hydration issue, you guys. Like, yeah. this isn't, oh my God. No, this is not including the COVID IL. If you include the COVID IL, we're at Oof. 303 players. Oof. Oh my God. So clearly um, something's going on. And then, uh, and then we've got this snippet from a piece uh, from Ken Rosenthal in The Athletic. Um, information provided to The Athletic from an independent firm that studies injury data shows placements on the injured list increased by 15% in, in, in a comparison from the first month of 2019, baseball's last full season 
into the first month of 2021. Both years include IL placements from spring training. The increase for pitchers was 22%. The overall increase in soft tissue injuries, including hamstring and oblique strains, was 97%. Soft soft tissue was the the phrase I was looking for. All these soft tissue injuries. That's Mm. like... 97% increase in soft tissue injuries. That is terrifying. I mean, and that's, again, that's, I think, again, speculating because I'm not a medical expert. I think that's because all the routines were broken last year and the body, their bodies did not get used as they are usually used. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's as simple as that. And I mean, like you can, you can say all you want about like MLB and Manfred and what role they may or may not have played and like doing this responsibly, but like, I don't know, like if they had taken all of 2020 off, which might have been the wise thing to do with COVID, still, I think still that this still would have happened. This still yeah. would have happened. Yeah. And like, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't know what you do. I don't, I don't know, know what how you, you do because the players it. union wants, wanted to play a full 162. Yeah. It's the play, the players were the ones that wanted this. It wasn't the league that wanted this. The players union wanted this. Yeah. So. Like, I don't know what you do about Which, that. Yeah, I don't know if the delay to spring training, I don't know if that had something to do with it. It might just be a combination of everything. Yeah. I mean, the, I, the weather has been awful. Yeah. So it's been cold. Yeah, it has been unseasonably cold, and that's yeah. not good for keeping your muscles Anything. warm and avoiding, no, or avoiding, loose. avoiding pulls. Um, and... I mean, this is different than the the soft tissue injuries, but this is like another class of problem, which is that we and we saw it. We saw the Kevin Pillar again, like the Mets are indicative of a baseball wide problem in both of these instances. So Kevin Pillar's really gruesome, terrible injury is indicative of a wider baseball problem, which is pitchers throwing harder and harder with less and less control. And I am I am very nervous that someone is going to end up dead or permanently maimed because of this. It's just, it's terrifying because these guys, we saw that with Kevin Pillar last night because thankfully he's, he seems to have come out of it in the best case scenario. And he even talked about that too. He knew. Yes. Because the emphasis on the strikeout has caused pitchers to throw harder and harder listen jacob Degrom is a freak and an anomaly he is a freak yeah. of nature not every pitcher is jacob Degrom and can just keep throwing harder with continued pinpoint control that's Except not how it usually works but even that he's on the il right now well yes. who's to say if it's not like the 100 mile an hour pitches but i'm like i'm just concerned about that because hey he is he's a freak of nature but he's also human so yeah yeah, yeah. And like, well, even I remember a couple years ago, the Marlins had a flamethrower. I think he was throwing 100 miles an hour. And even Keith was like, I'm very scared. And he was like, I would be terrified to step in that box right now because he has no idea where it's going. They won. Yes, they did win. They did win. They played like play But so getting back to and Sorry. I think. I think he ended up hitting somebody. I want to say it might have been Plawecki and he broke his hand. Oh, the Marlins bullpen. And I think in like 2015, I want to say 16 too, that their bullpen was just a mess of, in that terms was the of other thing. They were, they, they, they were, they're also kids who shouldn't be in the majors yet. And, but the Marlins right. traded away everybody and had to play these kids. So it's just, it's this whole confluence of things where it's like, 
you know, you have people who shouldn't be in the majors yet because of injury or because of being cheap and Mm. who haven't worked out their control issues yet. And yeah, having velocity is nice, but But if you don't have control over it, then stop that. It's very dangerous. I mean, like it, it's already caused, obviously we've already had Pilar, you know, suffer a, a grievous consequence um but we've already had the mets get into tiff with another team over this because of jose alvarado's lack of control um yep. over his well, pitches and also it, if you hope the kid is okay too like mm. right you know hope it didn't ruin his career because he can't get over that right like so you hope that he can move past it and you know it's a freak thing but th- this is this is gonna be more this is going to happen more and more and i am scared of what's going to happen because like one of these days a guy's not going to walk away mm. like it's it's scary or they need to make more protection mandatory yeah the sea flaps make the make the help the, yeah. Yeah, the, the flaps that john carlos stanton has i forget yep. there's a few the other C players flap. that have it's it the c flap the c flap yeah. yeah the c flap that helmets. would not have, that, I was going to say that probably would not have helped Pilar last night. Though. It might have lessened the blow, though. I yeah. think it might have because it might have at least I think it still would have hit his face, but I think it might have ricocheted off the helmet yes. and then hit his face. And so it would have been like a secondary impact instead of just like flush to the face. It still yeah. would have been bad, I bet, but might have not been quite as bad. And like, I don't know, we we were kind of talking about this in, in Slack and we were like uh postulating about whether moving the mound back which is something that they are testing in the minor leagues this year along with a various other host of changes will moving the mound back solve this mm. and no i don't no. think so i don't think it will i don't that's know that's gonna make it worse ronnie Wor- had a good make it point. worse worse ronnie said you know you watch these pictures and where the catchers catch the ball. And he said, there's movement after it goes behind, after it crosses the plate. So he said, yes. if you move it pat back, you'll have less velocity, but more movement. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, you already have pitchers that don't know where these balls are going and now they're going to have more movement on top of it. Right. Exactly. Like, and they're going to have to throw a little harder to compensate for the distance. And I mean, it won't be like velocity. That. Yeah. Right. Like I, I think that, I mean, the the principle behind it, which I think is a good principle, is that the the batter will have more time to react because mm. the pitch w- will be coming from further away. So they'll have more time to react and get out of the way. I think that that is true. But I think that what Linda, what Linda reiterated about what Ron said is also true, which is that I think it's just going to make the control issues that are already huge issues even worse. Yeah. So like... I think that those those two things are just going to end up offsetting each other in the end, and it's not going to make a difference at all. And, or make and, it worse. And the pitcher, I I fear that it will make the pitcher injuries worse. Yes. That, like, I think the pitchers will get hurt more because they'll be trying to throw even harder to, because the mound is further away. So they'll to be trying to throw yep. harder, and they're going to get hurt more. So I don't think it's going to solve the problem at hand, and I think it's just going to make pitcher injuries worse. I'm sorry, so, they were just showing the replay of the bench getting so happy. Bench mob! <laughs> the bench mob is so cute, especially when they were so happy for Tommy Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, Tommy Hunter's it's little shimmy. Oh, Tommy Hunter's little Tommy shimmy Hunter on first base. Tommy Hunter got his first major league base hit tonight and to set up the home run by by Villar. <laughs> yeah and Stephen Cohen just tweeted guys are digging deep gotta love it 
Yeah. yeah. I think, God, I can't. How can you stay mad at this team when Tommy Hunter is getting a hit? Like, come on. You just, you simply See, cannot. I can't, I can't be mad at this team. No, you I simply cannot. And I could get frustrated. I'm just frustrated because of the injuries and the irregularities in the schedule. This but team is literally made up. of toothpicks, and I love every single one of them. I know. I would just, <laughs> like, speaking. And we even said this beforehand, like, who knew, like, I would, like, go out and, like, die for Kevin Pillar. Like, I was like, I will run through a brick wall for this man. But in the beginning of the season, we're like, why'd they sign him? Seems why'd useless. they sign him? He's duplicative of Almora. Yeah, they already have Almora. What's the but point? wait. What a waste. And like, oh, my God, I would die for Kevin Pillar. If you had I mean, shown me today's Mets lineup, like, on oh opening God. day and said, on May 18th, this will be the lineup, I would have passed out. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but on top of that, that, with that lineup, they're in first place. With that lineup, they yeah, were right. in first place, and they won. Just got 20, and just got to 20 wins. They yeah. won and- the game with that lineup, and they're in first place. Yeah. It's because the NL East is a garbage fire but again it's it's injuries it's injuries i, I don't think a it's cool yet 100 he's not you can tell i mean and yeah. just going back it's to the mets bad. for a second i think it's a silver lining again small sample size but from observation the mets are treating their injuries more seriously from the get-go yes and rathering having the players Which buster rub, kills them for for no reason rub dirt on it oh and continue God. to play and then worsen an injury as we have seen in the past players have been more comfortable in expressing issues like Degrom with his lat, yeah. um, Stroman with his hamstring, Walker with the side tightness. I mean, they're saying these things immediately. Yeah, and in the game. In the game, which is to me such a refreshing change from the last regime. Yeah, I hope we no continues. longer have like Stephen Matz trying to pitch while his elbow's the size of a grapefruit well, like, because yeah. he's afraid oh. that Jeff Wilpon's going to call him soft. Yeah, I mean, or even David Wright playing through a broken back for a month. That's I mean that's part that partly that's him being like a tough guy but also that is a f- huge failure on a tra- the training staff to not notice that. Yeah. But it yet sucks that Jacob deGrom is missing one maybe two starts, but do I want him missing two months? Yeah, nope. that's the whole thing. Short-term loss for long-term gain. Yeah. And like yeah, it sucks right now. They have to they've had two bullpen games since he's been out. But they've and, been holding it together. And then they won both bullpen games. One that I was there and then tonight. Although the other bullpen game, I think, was awful. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I but think hey, they, they did one against the they Rays. Can't, they can't but, all be winners. I mean, yeah. the bullpen's going to bomb sometimes. And especially, again, especially they're getting used hard yeah. thus far. So I think... They've been, well, I mean, considering everything that's happened... I mean, they should be more than happy with how they've performed. Like, yeah, they had a they couple bad games, but... Give themselves pats on the back, almost every single one of them. And yeah. Sam gave up a run today, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. Mean, it was a bullpen game, and... Again, yeah, again, bullpen game. They, they did just fine. Yeah, they gave up three they runs. They did enough but to win. There was they did enough, enough to win the game. It wasn't That's like they matters. completely fell apart. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like anybody completely got shelled, so... 
Yeah, like, good for them. Like we said, in 2015, no way are they winning this game for Oh, hell no. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So Not in, like, June 2015, those lineups. They were when they almost got no hit by Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. You know. June So things were looking dark after that Rays series, and the injuries have begun to pile up. But, you know, it feels like this team has an ability to endure, and hopefully they can continue to do so because... Um, I mean, you know, Jacob Tegram and J.D. Davis are coming back imminently. And then like Seth Lugo and Noah Syndergaard are both on rehab assignment now. Like we might get Lugo and Syndergaard back before, probably before Carrasco, which is an incredible turn of events. Um, But those two guys, those guys coming back will really, really help. Oh, wow. Um, Diaz looked really good. I was I couldn't watch, but now I have the post game on. And yeah, it seems like he had an easy ninth. Yeah, which is good. So yeah. hopefully, I mean, I, you know, this team can endure. And I think what is also going to help is the seven inning games. It's mm-hmm. it's a bunch of double headers, but they're seven innings. So I think that's going to help them again in the long run. Yeah. Although they have a tough stretch where they've like no off days. Yeah, coming. it's coming yeah. up. It's coming up after this week because this week yeah. they have an off day um, on thir- Thursday, right? They have an off day this I week. Think so. And yeah. then after yeah. that, it's like 19 days or something. It's Ugh. it's a long time without an off day after this. <laughs> well, so, after we've had like buckle up so many blips and bloops of off days. Yeah, buckle up, folks. And I think it's a tough stretch of games too against it good is. teams. Yeah. Well, the so. Rockies are one of them. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so well, is there a West Coast road trip so in please, this? Please, Rockies. I think there might be. be. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to find the like stretch of games they they're, have coming They're up. like barely home in May. I think that Rocky series is the only time they're yeah, home. Yeah, so they have an off day th- a Thursday after this Brave series. The Brave series concludes tomorrow, and then they have an off day, and then they have the Marlins over the weekend. And then they're home for four against the Rockies, so, you know, hopefully they can take advantage of that. Um, and then they're home against the Braves again, and then they go on the road, and then I think that I think that's a West Coast. I think that's a yep, West Coast that's road. Diamondbacks, so, so then they got Diamondbacks, Padres. So, and then they could do the Orioles without a – oh, boy. But then – no, they don't do the Orioles without an off day. That, then they finally, Oh, sorry. They yeah, get the, they get the, the two off days again um, after that. With because they have another two game, the Orioles series are two game series. Yes. Um. So they have the ones in Baltimore. Sorry, they just showed Tommy Hunter's shake again. Uh, the Tommy Hunter shimmy like injected in my veins, man. <laughs> but it's he so had good. a good quote after his start because I, I didn't see it until later because I was at the game. But he said something after that first start too that was hysterical. I'm like, wait, I like Tommy Hunter now. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, no, he said like. Because they they asked him about like going back out there for a second inning because oh, he had just because he had just pitched two innings the night before and then he turned around and he was the opener the next day and they had asked him about going out for a second inning and he said and he said um, I had a fucking no hitter going <laughs> so of course I want to go back out there and I was like oh my god do I, awesome do I love Tommy up. Hunter yes, yes I do. He has an awesome warm-up song, and I can't remember what it was, but it was something I did not expect. Like, you look at him, and you wouldn't expect. It was like a, I want to say, like, rap. Like, he looks like like a country kind of guy. And he, like, I mean, he has picture. a drawl. He has an accent. Yes. But he had, like, a, like it took me back to, like, driving around in my sister's neon in, when she was in college. <laughs> listening to this song and i can't remember what it was i was like oh my god i kind of love tommy Usher. yeah 
He's he's pretty good. Like I have to find out what song it was. <laughs> you can find out. Um, in the meantime, I feel like so the one the one thing that we the one baseball thing that we do have to cover, other than the fact that the injuries are up across the league, um, is so the Mets are fun, and so are the Chicago White Sox. But they are unfortunately <laughs> managed by a dude who is not fun and, in fact, actively mm. hates fun. Um, so we had a situation yesterday um, where um, in in a lopsided game, I think the, the game was 15-4 to four at the time. So the, the Twins, this was a game between the White Sox and the Twins. The White Sox were winning. The Twins um, had a position player pitching. So Williams Astadio was pitching. Um, and... Uh, Yermin Mercedes, um, one of the young, exciting stars on the Chicago White Sox, um, swung 3-0 and and hit a home run on a 47-mile-an-hour or whatever pitch from, what Yermin, the position? from yeah. Williams Estadio. Um, Tony La Russa went very, like, unwritten rules, old school about that and didn't, and threw his own player under the bus and said, quote, big mistake. The fact that he's a rookie and excited helps explain why he was just clueless, but now he's got a clue. I took several steps from the dugout um, onto the field yelling, take, take, take. That the way he was set up, it looked to me like he was going to swing. I was upset because that's not a time to swing 3-0. I knew the Twins knew I was upset. He missed a three and zero take sign with that kind of lead. That's just sportsmanship and respect for your opponent. Um, and he went on to say, um, "There will be a consequence he has to endure here within our family. It's a learning experience." Like this, but then dude, he got even weird about it too. Yeah, he said something about like, "I'm not going to spank him," or like something. I would spank him, yeah. but he's a really big dude or something like that. I was like, what the hell? You're so weird. Like, Tony La Russa, I've never seen a man more ill-equipped to manage a team like that than Tony La Russa. And yet. And your man Mercedes basically just, like, was like, I'm just going to keep doing me. (laughs) And I was like, amazing. And Tim Anderson, too. Yeah, Tim Anderson, yeah. Said, like, you do you, man. Like, like the, the game wasn't over. Like, what is, I, like... I will never understand the concept that at a certain point you just have to stop trying. Yeah, that's this is ridiculous. the major leagues. The major leagues. That's the whole thing. This I think is and major I think league was, baseball. I was gonna say, was it a year or two ago that Tatis did the same mm-hmm, thing? Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and people got their panties in a twist about that too. And Eric Hosmer was lecturing him in the dugout, and it's just like. Why? Yeah, well, Adam ripped. Eaton was lecturing him in the dugout. He was just like, it's such an exciting player. And it was, I believe it was a grand slam, if I remember correctly. Yes, I think it was. Yeah, it was. Um, and like, that's that's exciting to see. Stop, Just stop. Stop asking baseball hitters to not stop do their jobs. Fun. You're and telling stop them to stop fun. Stop fun. asking them to not do their jobs. And... It's not about respect. Your pitcher can't throw a strike. That's on him. That's it's, not on the it's batter. It's more disrespectful to stop trying. Exactly. Yeah. Because it, the, it shows your opponent, like, we don't take you seriously. We're no longer taking this game seriously. Yeah. And also, your opponent isn't taking the game seriously by having a position player pitching. Right. Like, if you want us to, you know, take the game seriously, maybe you Put should... Put a real pitcher out Simply, there. like, yeah, if you don't want to give up dingers, simply do not pitch a position player i don't know what to tell you 
Well, because uh, even Brandon McCarthy quote retweeted somebody saying, "Twins, your division rival are getting killed, so they decide to save their bullpen in order to be in a better position to beat you over the next two games, and you're just supposed to be okay with it." Watch a guy throw 50 miles per hour for a few innings as you throw actual bullpen guys out there. And then Brandon McCarthy said, this is a fantastic point. They're declining to use a pitcher in these cases as a strategy. You don't get to strategize against me and then use pity ball rules. Mm -hmm. Like You can't say poor me when you put yourself in this position. Exactly. Precisely. Like when they when the Mets had Jose Reyes out there, he got killed. I didn't care. Well, mostly because I don't like Jose Reyes, but, but you like, then, yeah. then you have like Todd Frazier every once in a while. Like, uh, like yes, Todd who gets fun. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times the position players just out there having fun with it. Like he they're does laughing. not care. I know. <laughs> William like, Zastadio is probably the last person that cares about to this. Care. He does not care. Like I think even Anthony Rizzo pitched an inning and he was laughing the whole time he was on the mound. The, well, the didn't he strike so... out Freeman and he laughed yes, about it? Right. Yep. Yeah. And Freeman was just like, really? Really? This and just Freeman, happened? Freeman was in a rundown at one point in this Mets Frederick. game and I was praying someone was going, Frederick! 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 <laughs> Get back here, Frederick! Frederick! I would have loved if it was DeGrom. Yelling from the dugout. Yeah. yeah. Frederick! But, like, just... Tony Larusa sucks in every conceivable way. He's just the most like red ass old school white old white dude baseball man ever, and he's managing this team full of like young dynamic players and like trying to stifle their personalities with like unwritten rule bullshit. And I'm just extremely not here for it. It's the worst. Like, and like it seems like the players don't respect him, so they're Mm -hmm. like doing it. Of him. Yeah, it's Tim Anderson's like, out here openly on Instagram being like, yeah, your men Mercedes rules. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tim Anderson so much. Tim Anderson's the best. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like, it's just the worst. And we should, we should stop with this stuff. It's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. There is no to- bad time to hit a dinger and guys are allowed to swing three and oh, if they want to. And I forget who it was, but Michael relayed this information to me. So I am sorry. I can't remember who originally tweeted it but these players get paid based off their performance so like mm -hmm. they're not going to stop trying in a random game and strike out on purpose and hurt their batting average because just because you know a position player is out there like i like you remember sadie's gonna hit a dinger because that might make him millions of extra dollars someday he might win rookie of the year right so like Like, you know well and also the other thing too is that oh i lost my train of thought like, I got distracted by Nito wearing a backwards hat. And then I was like, oh, Joel Sherman, where are you? And then, like, lost my chance. Oh, no. Unwritten rules. <laughs> Another unwritten rule to watch the Nito wearing rules a backwards police hat. police about to come out. Nito's wearing a backwards hat in a post-game conference. He's a cancer in the clubhouse. Cancer Ooh. in the clubhouse. Uh, oh, oh go- going back to huh, going back to injuries for a second. Oh my god, this one's gonna make me cry. Wilmer Flores was taken out of the Giants game after limping into third base. Oh, because so I was I was looking at the box score for the Giants game. I was like, wait, why is is Flores's uh, why was Flores pinch hit for? And the guy had three at bats. What happened? And he came up lame at third base. Oh, that's so. Deeply upsetting. Add that to the injury list. Deeply upsetting. Oh, my God. Anyway, before we move Sorry. on to um, happier things, um, I just want to 
do our weekly mention of the fact that Mickey Calloway still has a job. It is May 18th, um, and he was suspended on February 2nd. Uh. So, there you go. Uh. Good times. We, w- we will not forget. We will say it every week. Um, but we will end the show on a happy note with walk-off wins like we do every week where each of us talks about something that is making us happy this week, baseball-related or otherwise. Kellyanne Healy, what is your walk-off win for this week? I am finally applying to library schools and... Oh my gosh, I'm talking, I'm like seriously talking to my bosses about recommendations. And one of my bosses was just like, if you get in, you're probably going to have to like quit at least one of your jobs. So let's talk about this. And I was like, I'm not even at that point yet. Let me get accepted first. So that that was weird. But also, I'm like really excited about it, too. Yeah, it is exciting. It is exciting. Yes. It's a big deal. Yes. Congrats on and taking can, that step. Yes. I can have in-person story times, like very, very small ones, but I can have them again. That made me really happy. Oh, yay. That's amazing. Like small, that does yeah, make a big little in per- Yeah. Even though it's like one-on-one, pretty much. Don't care. Still makes me happy. Aw, yay. Okay. That's, Sorry, that's Trevor fine. May just tweeted, let's go Mets. Holy hell, Thomas <laughs> yeah, Nito. Thomas this Nito. man is clutch. Tomas Nito. <laughs> Best catcher on the Mets. Sorry, not sorry. Um, anyway, Linda Surovich, what is your walk-off win for this week? Well, it hasn't happened yet, but my walk-off win for this week, um, Saturday is my niece's communion. Um, Yay! Very exciting. Yeah, it's a big deal. Like, I remember my communion, like, you know, you got the dress and... You know, you had family over the house. Like, my family, like, never threw, like, parties and everything. The fact that, like, everybody was there for me, like, it was a big deal. And, you know, it's a big deal for a kid. I remember holding the chalice and, you know, being nervous. And, that like, all these people were watching. And I was going to, like, spill the wine everywhere. Um, She picked out her dress. And, you know, I'm just kind of looking forward to, you know, then my sister's having, like, a little the little backyard gatherings. So this is going to be like the first time. So nice. like, yeah, it's supposed to be a beautiful day. Like this is going to be the first time like my whole family is going to be together and like we'll all be vaccinated so I don't have and to what? worry about anything. So I'm just, I'm just so good. Yeah, I'm just really, really looking forward to it. And, you know, you know, things feeling kind of normal again and like planning things and doing things and like like you said like in person story times it's like these little things that are like oh wait i can do this and not have anxiety about it anymore um oh and then also my second one is the baywatch gear that the mets wore oh yeah that was (laughs) fabulous that was hilarious i'm so glad we shouted that out because i completely forgot about that amidst everything else but that was incredible a lot like, has gone down. Just, oh, that was just so good. Like, this team know, is fun, guys. So much fun. Yes. So much like, team is fun. Of course, you know, they were had all these good vibes. And then I was like, of course, and the vibes immediately get killed because like, and they get swept by the rays. And blah, blah, blah. So I was no, being like a negative. Them. But no, but now they're like, you know, even now that they're all hurt again, but they found ways to do it. No. But <laughs> the, like the fact that they were wearing like legit Baywatch gear. <laughs> Truly like incredible scenes. Quads, yeah, like, like this ninety girl's heart was 
<laughs> was like over overjoyed, especially since Lindor already wore a Titanic shirt in spring training. Yes. So already worn Titanic and now Baywatch. Like, what's next, Lindor? What can't this man do? And he got three hits today, I think, or two or three. So maybe Lindor's finally, because they're, they're going to need him to break out. But yeah. Okay. So those are, those are my walk off wins. Baywatch and my niece's communion. Yeah. <laughs> very different walk off wins, but two very good ones, regardless. <laughs> um, so my walk-off win is in a similar vein, um, which is like, you know, bless COVID vaccines because, you know, it was the reason why I was able to go to my friend's wedding over the weekend. One of Yay. my best friends from college. Um, this has been, you know, over like two years in the making because, you know, it was one of those times where they had planned a date and had to, you know, had to postpone it because of COVID, but they, they did actually like get married on their original date, but it was just very small, just like the closest friends and family were there. And so this wedding was like the actual wedding um and i was in the wedding um as a groom's woman i was i uh, the the groom is the one who i'm close to and so um i got to be on the the groomsman side and so i got to wear a jumpsuit which was very exciting i wore a jumpsuit that matched like the suit color of the groomsman um and it was just it was just so nice because i got to hug my friends that i have not seen in person in over a year and it was just it was just i i like i don't know i think i like even though i knew i was excited for it i think i underestimated just how cathartic it was going to be oh my god like i like these are people that i zoom with like once or twice a week at least and so like it's not like i miss it's not the same though in the traditional sense like I talk to them all the time. Like, these aren't people that have, like, disappeared out of my life for the past year. Like, I see that they're virtually, but, like, I had underestimated how much I missed hanging out with them and hugging them and dancing with them. And it was just, like, so fun. And I had such a good time. And I missed my friends so much. And I was just so happy to be reunited with them and celebrate my friend and his beautiful bride. I just had such a good time. And I'm so thankful um so that was that's my walk-off win for this week um it was i love that it was a beautiful ceremony too an interfaith ceremony um she's jewish and he's catholic so there were elements of both um it was awesome we got to dance the horror it was wonderful oh the horror (laughs) is so fun we did that at my friend's wedding because her groom's stepfather is jewish and oh it's so much fun yeah it was wonderful so it was it was just beautiful i had such a good time um, so that's my walk-off one for this week. Um, but yes, you should all go to AmazingAvenue.com. Check out all of our fantastic content. We have game recaps. We have morning news posts. We have updates on all the various Mets injuries <laughs> whenever they happen for you all. Um, we also have analysis pieces. For a while, Brian Salvatore was doing like an an, an Ilar or ER <laughs> of the day um, post. But I'm not sure now that like Kevin Pillar is going to miss some time. I'm not sure if that's going to go on. We'll see. But well, hopefully I mean, it will continue. Jonathan Fia- I was going to say Jonathan VR had a nice moment tonight, so I hope it does. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan so VR Jonathan definitely... just might take the lead. But yeah. Yeah. VR might be the one inspiring it, though. He's like it's the true. man behind it's the true. scenes. Oh my God. Tommy Hunter is wearing an LFGM shirt. Yes. Oh, I, I love, love everything about I this. I love team. our vibes. I love oh, our vibes. Immaculate. I just, so I love fun. how supportive these guys are of they each are. other. 
And meanwhile, like the other thing that you can check out at AmazingAvenue.com is that Breaking Tea has been on their game this year because this Mets team is one of the most fun, like memeable Mets teams ever. And so there have been like, there have been like, fire t-shirt after fire t-shirt this year um you can get your patrick mazika walk-off king t-shirt you can get your stro show t-shirt you can get your ratter raccoon t-shirt uh amazing get all your t-shirts um breaking tea the t-shirt bros over at breaking tea have been awesome this year um so check all of that out at amazingavenue.com you can follow amazing avenue on twitter facebook and instagram at amazing avenue you can follow this show on twitter at a pod of their own you can follow each of us on twitter i am at petite phd where are you linda at linda Surovich. and you kellyanne at lrb e-l-l-a-r-e-b-e-e <laughs> Follow the show on Twitter. Follow each of us on Twitter. Subscribe to the show, Amazing Avenue Audio, wherever you get your podcasts from. Please rate and review the show. It really helps people find it. The original intro and outro music to this podcast is by Bunga. Let's go Mets. And don't forget, there is no crying in podcasting. Podcasting.